And I am recording, and yes. I am going to go right into the intro. Okay, let which, me help you. Which Danny... Oh, no. Is that what you think Baloo's is? <laughs> that, that did not <laughs> sound like one thing on the playlist. I hope I you listened to the right thing. <laughs> That that sounded like the like the chicken dance. Alright, but no. Alright, let's hey, let's quit dilly dallying. Let's quit messing around. I'm getting right into this intro. No delays. No delays. Don't need to like pause to try to gather my thoughts or think about what I'm gonna say. I already have it. I got three pages of notes right here. And okay. surely in here is something I can use for the intro. Obviously, that is that was my plan all along. And so here mm-hmm. I go, getting into mm-hmm. the intro. Nothing is going to stop me now. Nope, that's Queen. Hold on. Let me get this. <laughs> I'll, and ready? Okay, and I'm going to give myself a countdown. 50, 49, <laughs> 48, 47. Ooh, buddy. Hey, I can still keep a beat, huh? Hey, look at that. This is in a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and do a do a do a da and whoa! Welcome to another episode of Five Songs or Less. I am your younger host. Oh, the junior host. Can I start? Can I call myself oh, the yeah, junior yeah, yeah. host? I am junior host Dante. With me, as always, is senior host <laughs> Danny. And today we are joining forces to discuss Danny's new favorite white blues me- metal, not metal. <laughs> White blues rock band, the Black Keys. Uh, yes. Do I need to say the word punish? Sure. I've punished Danny, I think really this time, with the Black Keys, because he has sent me a lot of texts, made a lot of jokes about... Have the, I? The, well, you've made some jokes about the, both of the colors blue and white. <laughs> Uh, so uh-huh. it leads me to think certain things, but we'll get into it. Uh, Danny, first time Hi, we are recording in the new year. How are you? First time we're recording in the new year and first time we're recording since we left each other's company. That's right. The last time I saw you, I was just leaving your, uh, warm, not completely dry embrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was two weeks ago yesterday. Jesus Christ. Goes fast. It does go fast. I was gone from home way too long. Two yeah. full weeks I was gone. I mean, I had a really good time. I enjoyed everything, but holy smokes, that's a long time to be to be away, and it's a long time to uh, not break up with your significant other slash uh-huh. travel companion. So as soon as you got home, you did that? Well, no. <laughs> So how was your Christmas? 
Christmas was good, man. I got an air fryer and a and a coat or a jacket, Ooh, a rain jacket. Do not combine. No, no, I don't want to combine those. Honey, f- fried the coat again. <laughs> um, oh, and ex- I also got these drumstick pencils. Why? Because <laughs> my mom. That's cool. Yeah, because my mom doing a training. Today, I'm sitting right here, and I was like, Hell yeah. yeah? Hell you yeah. Know? That's good. Yeah. Mom's Why not? rule. Mom's rule. Uh, so, man, how was the rest of your trip? The rest of the trip was really good. Yeah. Um, meeting the grandparents. I had met them before. but Oh, have my, you? My girlfriend had not. So, meeting the grandparents went pretty well. Uh-huh. About as well as it can go. Uh, you know, asked the same questions multiple times during of, a meal just because it my grandma asked maybe three times one night and then twice the next morning how long Shuge's girlfriend and I had been together. Mm-hmm. And every time, as a good grandson, I would be like, I'd look at Shuge's girlfriend, hmm, how long has it been? Like we just <laughs> didn't fucking answer this question five minutes ago. <laughs> Did um, you say that whole sentence every time? <laughs> yeah, she can barely hear. And we're just like, God, can you believe a, get a load of this fucking old... Nine months! <laughs> it's the only part she, she heard. Uh, but no, Nine it was really months. nice. Why don't you have a baby yet? Because even though Shuge's girlfriend was ready to throw down immediately, <laughs> I... Uh, not a joke. Not a joke. Ask her. I'll get her on the record. Wow. Um, she 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 later told me date one. She was like, "Yeah, I was ready." I was wow. like, "I was not." I I need to, you to decide to sign like a non disclosure agreement. <laughs> you you will never be with one of your girlfriends and do one of these. <laughs> For the listening audience, I am putting my palms parallel to each other and then. And then separating them and bringing them back together as if to indicate some sort of uh, distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but A point in which to stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're done with that. Um, <laughs> let's see, after that, I, I, we were up in uh, Northern California along the coast for four days, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Saw some warm- pretty pics. Yeah, yeah, we went hiking a couple times. Christmas morning... We went down to this little beach, and it was complete. Did I send you any photos of like the completely foam cover covered, foam colored beach? No. It was never seen anything like it. My parents who lived there, they said they never saw anything like it. Hmm. It was like it was high tide, so this beach was just doused, but it was all foam. It was hmm. like. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll send you pictures later or videos later. I'd never seen anything like it, but it was very beautiful. Yeah, we went, we hit the trail about like, I think we got to the trailhead about eight in the morning, and it was really, really pretty. It's always foggy and kind of moist, and there's, there's hills and mountains and trees everywhere, and you could take a really good black metal album cover there. Um, then we, then we did Christmas that morning at my parents, and after that, we drove to the Redwoods. And did a hike. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. Avenue of the Giants. Yes, um, yes. I've so heard of that. That was very, very nice. Cool. Um, then let's see. Things got pretty dicey once we left California. We spent a night in Oregon. 
in mm-hmm. Klamath Falls area, and we were just ice skating in my car for Ooh. like two hours, going like no more than thirty miles an hour. Like, jeez, Louise. The the roads were so bad. We saw many people who had uh-huh. earlier in the day slid off the road, and tow trucks were trying to get them out or get them right side up. Saw a, a, a semi that had you know completely you know, wheels up. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was pretty scary, but we kind of got to a point where I was like, well, going back is just as, like, far as getting there. And so we made it fine. Next day, we was kind of touch and go getting to Boise, but I think we had three days in a row where we had pho for lunch. Uh And that was very nice. We had pho in, uh, let's see, we had pho in Boise. We had pho in Bend, Oregon. We had pho in... Another place? Mm-hmm. Another city? I, uh-huh. I don't remember. but So that was really nice. Um, and then when, once we got to Wyoming, we were supposed to get back on a Friday, and the weather got bad and shut down I-80, so we ended up staying mm-hmm. an extra night in a hotel and didn't get back until Saturday. And that's how we spent our New Year's Eve was, you know, stuck in this hotel. But I guess yeah. the alternative was uh, spending it separately and then me probably um, having a quietly angry girlfriend at me because I chose to go back to my cat on New Year's Eve instead of staying it, staying with her. So it, it all worked out pretty good. Yeah. I, I had some low-rent sparkling water that was way too sweet for a non-sugar beverage while Shuge's girlfriend enjoyed uh, what I assume is one serving of champagne. Okay. A bottle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was really good, though. Would would do again. Excited for more road trips uh, in the future. Yeah, that sounds like fun. What what uh, You guys, I believe I was in communication with you for New Year's Eve. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe you showed me a picture of you two on the couch. You were, mm-hmm. I believe we were playing each other Ticket to we, Ride. We were playing Ticket to Ride. Amanda was reading. Yeah, that's that was our New Year's. Uh, we watched Queer Eye until midnight, and then we went to bed. So you did make it to midnight. We did make it to midnight because there was a new season of Queer Eye that got released. And I was in a bit of a sour mood and nothing cheers me up more than than the joyful glee of Queers. Queer Eye. I guess it's not called Queer Eye for the straight guy anymore. I was going to ask, whose eye is it aimed towards now? It's Is it's, your eye still welcome? Yeah, why not? I don't know. It's it's that. it's not queer eye for the straight guy. It's just queer eye for anybody. It's it's women. It's it's men. It's uh, they had a uh, a trans woman on an episode this season. I love it. It makes me happy. It brings me joy. Were th- was there any uh, child involvement or participation in New Year's Eve? No, the kids were. Yeah, Han went to bed before midnight. We often, he's so quiet in his room oftentimes that uh, we forget that he's awake. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, it'll be 11 o'clock or something and we're getting ready to go to bed and we realize, shit, Han's still awake. But no, they went to bed before, before the, the turn of the new year. Now you, you said earlier on an earlier episode that you kind of had to explain recently just the concept of a year, like a, a new year to yeah, maybe it was, was just Han. 
That was last year, yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was an earlier episode. That's what I it said. It was an earlier episode, yes. Uh, last New Year's, whatever episode we recorded around New Year's, I, I yeah, I explained that. And he probably doesn't remember, but that's okay. He can learn it from his friends like everything else. Yep, exactly. Danny. Dante. I This is not meant to be just a segue. I am truly interested, and I think we may have talked about this just a couple weeks ago. Do you care at all? Mm-hmm. Do you ever participate? Have you ever participated in the concept of New Year's resolutions? By the way, I understand this will be coming out in like late January. So. <laughs> uh, no. I'm, I mean, I've, I've uh, said, here's my New Year's resolution, and then, you know, promptly forgot about it. Uh, many, many times, but well, I don't know. I I feel like I've done, I feel like maybe a few years ago I did, uh, I'm going to be vegan for, you know, as long as I can be vegan. Right. You know, and, but I've never done like the, I want to lose weight. I mean, I always want to lose weight. So, but yeah, I've, I've never been that into them. Um, because... It was like an inherent uh, resistance to, you know, just the arbitrary nature of the new year that you figured you could always turn over a new leaf or start a new habit at any time or just because other people do it, you don't like doing it or what was it? Laziness. (laughs) Not wanting to hold ourselves accountable. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I, I totally get that. What about you, Dante? You got some New Year's resolutions? happening Uh, i mean i i'm certainly a little more open to them than you and also probably more open now than i used to be i think i used to be like you know it was a thing dumb normies did sure 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 i'm i'm sure i have that i have had that exact same thought at any point in my life that thought has probably stopped me from doing a lot of things that would be good for me or that i would enjoy but oh well Maybe that should be my resolution. Stop being such a fucking tool. Um, but I will say, like, a thought I had, I think before Shoegaze Girlfriend and I left on our trip, you know, was thinking about, okay, it's Christmas Eve this day, Christmas, and somebody's birthday. <gasps> um, and then I was like, oh, okay, when? Uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> day after Christmas. Um, I was hoping that New Year's Day fell on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, the new year starting on the like a new week, that's, ooh, what a crisp, like, turn yeah. the page type of yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, what? I know that doesn't matter, but for some reason that kind of arbitrary clean slate mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. appeal mm-hmm. to me in ways. Now, mind you, it is currently January 5th. I have done really nothing different. I should be eating a lot better. I am getting my refrigerator replaced. So my like four months of not being able to have a refrigerator yeah. is almost over, and that should help me eat a little better as I can keep. Um, what do you call them? Food. Uh, Meals. The the blaze. Oh yes, those those yes. You know your your broccolis, your mushrooms, mm-hmm. your uh, French fries, things like that. <laughs> Ketchup. But yeah, so I, I say all this and I haven't really done anything. 
So I guess the answer is no, I don't have any hard and fast resolutions. I There's a stack of books on my nightstand, a few of which I got in, in Boise, mm-hmm. that I, I would really like to actually fucking read. We do, before we hit record, we were talking about an article that was too fucking long <laughs> and dense and confusing to actually finish. But the idea of, I always forget what this is called, and I feel like it's come up on the podcast before. But um, the the idea of you know having like I have a lot of books that I that I haven't read or read half of or whatever, uh-huh. and it's this idea of a, a library that's like a library of like ambition of like things yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. read, and also a library that reminds you of all the things you don't yet know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny, let's uh, let's do something stupid. Okay, and it's not what you think yet. Okay, I like that. Forced. To pick a reasonable, attainable, but uh-huh. still maybe somewhat challenging resolution, uh-huh. what might you consider? Read a book. Going off of your, your taking the inspiration from Dante, read a book. A single book. Start to finish, cover to cover. I, I would like to do that this year. Is there a specific book in mind? Do you think it would be more likely it would be a novel or a nonfiction book? I didn't have one in mind when I, when the words came out of my mouth, but uh, there is a new book uh, that's out, and it's called Sell Out, and it's about uh, punk bands. So not like a real book. Not a real book, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's it's thick. <laughs> and it's about bands I like. There's Thursday, there's Jawbreaker, there's Green Day, there's Ooh. other bands, bands I don't really like, like Rise Against. <laughs> and but and also punk bands. And also punk bands, yeah. Take that Rise Against. Oh, sick bird. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to read that book. So, but, you know, I have to buy it or check it out from the library where my wife works. Yeah, you have a pretty good in when it comes to attending books. That is very true. You know, not like, it's not like anyone can just come in off the streets <clears throat> to a library and I read know. a book. I know, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what about you, Dante? You, do you have a, a single resolution you can think of? Something doable? I mean, I, I do want to read those books. You know, veganism is, mm-hmm. it's on the brain, but I just, I honestly, I, I don't think I'm ready. Okay. I don't know. But vegetarianism seemed like a really big step for me. And then I did it and was like, huh, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. You but, being uh, lactose intolerant yeah. uh, would make going vegan, I would think anyway, easier. Yeah, I certainly have, like, no problem with, like, vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't drink milk or touch yeah. the stuff. It, it would be the, you know, the stuff that's, like, baked without butter or sure. you know, th- that sort of thing. Or, um, or like, honey. Hun- exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, what what's the even, like, more, like obscure stuff where it's like oh this was filtered through you know i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about there's like there's gelatin like 
I, I don't even do gelatin and I'm not vegan, but well, that's because it's gross and for children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or there's like all the vegans that are mad because impossible meat was at one point tested on rats or something like that. And so they refused to eat impossible because it may or may not have been tested on rats. But tested as in like fed to them? I guess. I don't know. It seems fine. Yeah. And then, because like people, I don't know if this is all vegans. Hashtag mm-hmm. not all vegans. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't buy like a leather jacket or whatever anyway. Yeah, there's all that too, for sure. But it's like, oh, this, you know, this car has something that has, you know, I, I mean, again, maybe I'm just thinking of leather. I wish I was not an idiot. But I can't think of anything else that would be in a car, but there's probably something. Yeah, or or any product, you know, that mm-hmm. has some... Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it, motherfuck. What? I pressed the wrong button. Oh, did you stop recording? Uh, no, unfortunately, it's still going. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting all this real good vegan talk. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just the fact that it extends beyond food. Yeah. You know, clothing, um, besides leather. <laughs> I, I, I say that like that's different than the leather jacket talk. <laughs> you know. But, you know, like, like down... Um, yes. Okay. Sure. And and I don't. I, so I already don't like. I already don't like down. But also, I have a down jacket, and I have a sleeping bag that is filled with down. Oh. And I kind of feel shitty about that now. Yeah. Um. And there's like then you have to get into like ethically sourced down, mm-hmm. and like you know is that is that just bullshit? Then you get taken to jail because you're you're uh, plucking. Geese at the park. So, so you think vegans' issue with down is that somebody else gets to do it? <laughs> yeah, isn't that it? That should be me. <laughs> if I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> it seems fun. You can hear them squawk. <laughs> it's a challenge. So, so yeah, so reading, vegan, then here's the thing, veganism's not going to happen, but... Um, I mean, you can go, you don't have to go all the way vegan, like you could just stop eating dairy, or, you know, try to stop eating things that have dairy in them, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think if, you, if you're going to make a resolution that's, I want to go vegan, you don't have to go the full whole whole vegan hog whole jackfruit pork hog hole vegan yeah uh, i'm vegan down to my hog hole <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway. um and then the the typical stuff of i really do need to start start eating better and I would sure. like to be more active and I want to like I've, I've spent so much goddamn money over the past year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. on like outdoor gear and I use it a, a decent amount but I want I want to use it so much that I have to get more new shit because I'm like using this stuff down to the bone wow. um, just just get out there a lot more and you know neglect my uh, career obligations sure sure as yeah. long as you're not neglecting your cat no 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 <laughs> I don't know why I said How was like that, that reunion? Oh. Um the first the, the first day uh 
when I got back, he would not shut the fuck up. And then I sat on the couch and he jumped on my lap and wouldn't move for like two hours. Oh, it was, yeah, very, very nice. That's cute. And then that whole first night, Mm -hmm. also because it was very, very cold, he was under the covers with me the entire night. Um, So it's been very nice to be back. I've missed him a lot. Um, I do have to say thank you to uh, Vanessa and Cynthia, Mm -hmm. two cat sitters from the Rover app that um, ensured Ben was doing well, saw him every other day. When, when I've had, like, friends watch Ben, I won't even ask them to do the litter box because that's just, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, I would do that for you, and I know you would do that for me. I would, yes. But, like, I'm just, like, I don't want to ask you to scoop shit. Eh. So I would just, like, set up multiple litter boxes, and, like, that would usually be fine if I'm gone for, like, a week. But this mm-hmm. was two weeks. Mm-hmm. But one of them went above and beyond even, like, swept up the litter that was like around the litter box and stuff and they send you pictures and all that so it was it was very good i i want to spend uh i want to stay with ben for a long time yeah yeah last thing i want to touch on regarding new year's resolutions Uh uh-huh i know you don't like them Mm -hmm. i know you haven't really been a subscriber to the idea Mm -hmm. but that's not gonna stop us (laughs) From naming our overrated, underrated, favorite, <laughs> least favorite New Year's resolutions. Okay, okay, I got some. I got some ideas. You you told me about this earlier. Spoilers. I did. I, I wanted to give you a little bit of a heady, and I was like, you you gave me the option, and I said, yeah, go ahead and tell me. I wanna I wanna put some thought into it. Haven't thought about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until you brought up New Year's resolutions. Not a few minutes ago, but let's do this anyway. Uh, would you like to start or would you like me to start with overrated? Overrated. Going to the gym more. Nobody ever does it. Yeah. Done. Uh, mine is essentially the same. Uh, losing weight. First of all, I think losing weight as a goal it's just, it's it's very uh, outcome based versus like mm-hmm. saying I'm going to eat better or I'm going to be become a consistent runner or whatever. But if when the goal is just like losing weight, I'm like that's going to set you up for failure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you know where it's like oh I didn't see immediate results, so fuck it, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just the cliche, you know, one as well. Yeah, so overrated. Agreed. Underrated. Uh, underrated going vegetarian. Sure. People say I want to lose weight. People say I want to eat better. I think instead of saying those things, you should say I'm going to eat less or no meat. Because that'll not necessarily help you lose weight, but it's going to help you be somewhat healthier. Depending on what you replace it with. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, you get the like m- feeling of moral superiority. Exactly. <laughs> and and like I, I keep telling people, my favorite thing about being a vegetarian is driving past cows and not feeling bad. Sure, sure, exactly. What about you, um, buddy? Underrated. M- my underrated. Um, I do think it's like it's not uncommon, but it's not valued. I think properly, mm-hmm. rated properly. One might say. Mm-hmm. My underrated is travel. It's hmm, it's okay. something that 
I've I've purchased exercise equipment or mm-hmm. gym memberships mm-hmm. or bought in a bunch of books that I've never read, all that, and have certainly come to regret it at times. I have never regretted traveling someplace. Someplace that like I've chosen to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am not super well traveled, but mm-hmm. I've I've been to the three countries in North America, been to one in Europe, uh, done a couple cool road trips to national parks and things like that. And it's I don't know, it's something that even though you're it's that cliche, it's about the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't do anything or like get something out of it, I always still feel accomplished and fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, travel. Yeah. It's good. I like that. I like that because uh, it's attainable because I could go somewhere within driving distance that I've never been to before, and that's traveling. Yeah. It's easy, absolutely. easily attainable. I could go to part of Stockton that I've never been to before. And then mm. check that off my list. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Put another push pin in the map, babe. <laughs> uh, let's see. What comes next? Favorite. I'm going to say favorite is uh, reading a book. <laughs> my favorite's reading. Because uh, it's easy. And I can probably do it if I remember to do it. Uh, same exact reasoning. Uh, it's... It's something I actually want to do, so I yes, have to say there's, That's the kicker. I want to do it. I don't right. want to eat better, but I should. I don't... Well, I can't say I don't want to lose weight, but, you know, it's probably not going to happen. I don't want to go to the gym, but I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... do. Yeah. So it has to be our favorite because we're saying we want to do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, definitely attainable. Another thing that is like sometimes tough to do or tough to get started on, but Mm -hmm. always feel better once it is done. Exactly. Um, feel accomplished. Yes. Favorite. Uh, least favorite, Danny. Least favorite. Can I, can I just be like my least favorite New Year's resolution is all the ones I never, I didn't complete. Any memorable ones that stick out? No. <laughs> I forgot uh, what they were. <laughs> well, l- l- let me say mine and maybe something will pop up in your head or okay. we will move on. Yeah. My least favorite. Mm-hmm. Journaling. Hmm. I, it's not because I think it's bad or stupid or whatever. Uh-huh. I would like to do it. Yeah. The concept seems good. Yeah. I have no idea how to journal. Oh, I don't understand it. We've talked about this before. I think a very long time ago yes. we talked about this. I don't know how to like do it earnestly mm-hmm. without also like kind of being meta in my head like, oh, I'm journaling right now. That's weird. And, mm-hmm. and like... Do I feel pretentious about it? Like, I couldn't just do it, like I said, earnestly and, and feel good about it. Um, also, journaling, the, the, uh, it, it bothers me because I love buying journals yeah. or just little notebooks. Yeah, yeah. 
but I rarely use them or I'll use like a page or two and be like, oh, I sullied it. Throw it away. I ruined this nice little book. Sure, sure, sure. I, uh, for least favorite, uh, I could also go with uh, vague resolutions. Like, I want to eat better. Because what does that mean? Or I want to go to the gym more. What's more? You know? Well, for me, it would be at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go with that, too. All the ones I didn't finish and uh, all the vague ones. So your advice for anyone making a resolution is be pretty specific. I feel like it's easier. Like like mine, for example, read a book. I could yeah. read... I could finish reading this comic book that uh, Dante gave to me. I started it. So, hey, New Year's uh, resolution attained. I didn't finish you it yet. But I you started stopped... It. You stopped partway through a comic book? Yeah, yeah. I got busy. How many pages is it? Like eight? Maybe ten. <laughs> well, I think it's clear that we're going to be completely different and better people come the oh, end yeah, of 2022. Sure. Listen back one year from today. Uh, yeah, listen back, you know, January 27th, 2023. Uh-huh. And just hear about, how much better we are. Yeah. Danny, shall we move into our topic at hand? Sure. Sure we should. Danny, today we're talking about the black keys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of confusing. They're black keys, but they're white guys. They're playing blues music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship to blues? Blues and I have a not-so-good relationship. I've never been a fan of blues. I did not like listening to the Black Keys anytime I tried to listen to them because they were too bluesy. Uh, it was a running joke between uh, myself at Evan and Jason at Dimple Records when we worked there. I would walk up to them and go and say something stupid after that, as you know, that's the blues thing and it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's just never been. I like the thing. I like many genres of music that blues influenced. I like metal. I like st- some stoner metal, things like that. But I've, I've never had an urge or a desire to listen to blues. I remember you telling me long ago, might have been the Dimple Days, mm-hmm. that like you didn't like a lot of classic rock. Zeppelin, I yeah, think, was. Yeah, I'm not a big. Not huge on classic rock. I like some of it. I like Pink Floyd but because now. that's true. Mm-hmm. And I would say, though somewhat, they are definitely less blues influenced yeah. than a Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's fair. I think. I think blues. It seems like it's one of those genres that is pretty closely tied to like a lifestyle or. or, or culture or at its shallowest mm-hmm. an aesthetic sure yes oh like you're gonna wear you know black jeans mm-hmm. and a certain type of like gentleman's brown boot <laughs> yes yes and i there's always been those guys and there's always been the kind of like knockoff third rate typically white guys playing blues mm-hmm. music that's that's been around for a long time 
I think, and we'll see what you think, and maybe it's just because of the time I was listening to it, blah, 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 that the Black Keys rose above, like, a lot of... I think they sort of are to blame for a lot of artists that came out in the late aughts Mm -hmm. that, you know, it was like guys kind of growly, raspy singing about hard nights and <laughs> women and you know what I mean? Sure, there's, sure, sure. there's sunglasses yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. And it all seemed very, but a lot of that stuff was like way too polished mm-hmm. and manufactured and whatever type of like shitty terms I want to apply to it as a snob. Here, um, here, here's my other problem with blues is uh, and it's not necessarily with blues. It's with the a lot of the people that play blues. Is Uh-oh. it's because <laughs> it has become like first of all guitar center music, and also fucking if I try to find anything on YouTube, if I want to look up a guitar and and go, hmm, what's this guitar sound like? That kind of thing. If I want to look up a pedal, yeah. if I want to look up an amp, I can. I, if I wanted to know what it sounded like going, that would be very, very easy to find because it is all over goddamn YouTube. I, ju- I just want. I've. I've whew, oh boy. I, I just want uh, a YouTube channel that has a guitar player that plays in drop C or or some drop tuning, turns his amp up really loud and just hits a chord and lets it ring out for a while so I can know how that sounds. I don't need to hear for every fucking guitar pedal and every fucking yeah. amp. YouTube. Hey. <laughs> Watch it exactly. <laughs> um, for that, that was off. That was that pre-record. Was, that was off mic. Yes. Uh, we've decided that that should be YouTube's new slogan. Uh, a vaguely threatening, "Hey, watch it." Yeah. Instead of what is it? Broadcast, Broadcast? yourself. Blech, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, th- these like you know Led Zeppelin. I'm. Uh, who, whom else would it be? <laughs> I mean, all of them, but you know, yeah, uh, Zeppelin, Al- Allman Rolling Brothers, Stone. yeah, Allman Stones, Brothers, others, others, <laughs> the birds, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, Clapton, Clapton, yeah, all of them, anyway, yeah, stole blues music made by black people, and yeah, right, but. <laughs> Yes, they all stole them, and if, and if you listen to how how like blatantly uh, Jimmy Page ripped off mm-hmm. a lot of those riffs, mm-hmm. like it's uh, astounding. But at the very least, the first incarnation of white people stealing <laughs> blues music was still more or less true to the original art. Sure. And then what happened was. A lot of people liked Zeppelin, and then like the next generation, they liked they liked Ben. Not now, they liked the the people that were 
you know, influenced by the people who were influenced by the blues guys. Sure. And that's when you started getting, and I'm not saying objectively these, these artists are good or bad or whatever, but that is, I think, when you started to get into the Stevie Ray Vaughns, who can fucking whip. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not taking anything away from Stevie Ray Vaughn at, you know, and he, I, as from what I understand, he's like very respected by everybody. Um, but like, what is it? The fucking magnificent Thunderbirds. Is that the band name? Yeah. It's the, yeah. Some adjective Thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, you know, the George Thorogoods, things like that. And now you start getting more and more removed from what it initially was. And you know, the, the production obviously got a lot different. And so anyway, and so that the people who liked that, like probably a lot of like 80s mm-hmm. blues rock, mm-hmm. those are the dads who have these YouTube channels <sighs> who want to test, who want to show their gear to you yeah. and play blues riffs, Yeah. which, and that's not what you would hear if you were listening to like Albert King. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's what you hear when listening to the Black Keys, at least pre, like, 08. <laughs> we can do a thing like we did with Coheed Decembria where we ask Black Keys fans yeah. about good Black Keys songs from the past 12 years, well, and then I, we'll just ignore them and never listen to that. I have listened to the 2010 album Brothers uh, quite a bit because Amanda played it uh, often when... She and I first started dating, which was the year 2010. Uh, there you go. Also, the song "The Only One" was put on a mix CD for me. Okay. For me, and I liked that. I'm song. familiar with. I'm familiar with the only one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not familiar with the other one. Just the only one. Uh, yep, only one. Oh, okay. I only know one Black Key song. Okay. <laughs> I just listened to the same song five times. So. So in addition to your relationship to blues, I'm also curious about your relationship to two-piece bands, specifically guitar and drums. Specifically guitar and drums. Hmm. Well, because that, that, that is what the Black Keys are. Yeah. I would have you know. Oh, uh, if, if you're into If you are into other two-piece bands, I would also entertain conversation on them. Okay, okay. So guitar and drums, the only thing that's coming to mind right now is White Stripes, and I've never been a fan of them. Uh, Bass and drums, there's a band called Big Business uh, that I like. Uh, There was a band from Sacramento called Tom Hanks that was a... Oh, they were guitar. They were guitar and drums. You say that like it's crazy. Like guitar and drums? How could... The two most obscure... You can't think of any others. I can think of White Stripes and Tom Hanks. I don't know. Tell me more. Uh huh. Oh, I remember them. Mmm. So many good examples. What What was that band that played with Smirker? <gasps> oh, I just thought of another one. Smirker. Boom. Where the fuck is that? Who'd you just think Japan of? Japan droids. Oh, yeah. Not who I was thinking yeah, of. They may have played with Smirker. I do not know. Maybe. They're good, though. You know, I love the house that Heaven built. Uh-huh. That song. Uh-huh. 
and wanted to like more of their stuff, and it I just felt like it wasn't for me. Like that mix of Springsteen and the Hold Steady or whatever, it was just like, I don't know. Springsteen and the Hold Steady. Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. Japan droids? A little bit, yeah. Are you thinking of a different band? Hey! <laughs> You're part of it! <laughs> I was going to say, that sounded like... Uh, that's Who is that? That's um, Piebald. <laughs> Piebald, yeah. That's exactly what that made me think of, though, when you did that. Yeah, they're a mix of Bruce Springsteen, Hold Steady, Piebald, Matt Pinfield. <laughs> that that Piebald song is so fucking good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> of course is good. That can go on maybe your uh, bad song, good hook. Sure, sure, yeah. Playlist. I got a few for those, but I, I still got to round it out. Anyway... Uh, Danny, the other fucking band I was thinking of, uh-huh. and you're going to bleep this, it's called The Stone Ghosts. Oh, that band. I forgot about them. Black Keys How? Jr. Um, we prefer the f- more formal title of Black Keys the Second. Yes. As in, we hold your interest for the second. Okay, okay. I get it now. <laughs> That's all it took? That's all it took. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I listened to them. Uh, God, that song's so fucking good. I used to get very drunk. Huh? And, and when I was uh, drunk at bars, that was one of my go-to songs to put on because I just wanted to, like, fucking feel and th- hear that thump. Sure. Interesting. Sure. Do do two piece bands ever feel sparse to you, or is that's not? I I doubt that's your issue with like the White Stripes. Um, um, I mean that's not my issue with the White Stripes. That I have an issue with that uh, when I'm listening to songs over and over and thinking about them critically. <laughs> well, let's get to it then, eh? That first song you supposedly listened to over and over from 2002's The Big Come Up. Mm-hmm. It's Heavy Soul. Heavy Soul. This is the closest to banana that they get to. <laughs> sure, it's still it's better than that, but yeah. I will give it that. It is better than that. It does do that thing where it's like it has a bluesy riff and then that stops and the vocals come in mm-hmm. uh, in the verses at least unaccompanied by any other uh music. Yeah. As you, I'm sure you noticed, I did this playlist in chronological order. You sure did. Um, this is off their first, I guess this is an LP mm-hmm. and it's by, I feel like you're just going to murder me for everything I say about this band, but it's, it's pretty raw compared to, certainly compared to what their albums sound like now, mm-hmm. or at least 
I don't think I've listened to any new songs for 10 years, but <laughs> whatever. Um, pretty raw. They definitely wanted to sound lo-fi and probably didn't have the money to sound anything but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this was a song that uh, Black Keys of the Second played. I don't know if we ever played it live, but we would play it in, in the garage oh, really? just as like a warm-up uh-huh. or a practice song. I, I don't remember liking playing it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not doing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is, a, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a simpler, straight-ahead blues song mm-hmm. uh, or blues rock song, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so that's why I put it on, and it was just like, well, what song do I want to put on the big come up? Ah, uh, that one that I used to play. Okay, okay. Yeah, the recording is is definitely raw. It sounds like they uh, borrowed uh, Claudio's amp from the first Coheed album, and uh, <laughs> then blew it and out. Then blew it out. <laughs> and then used it to record the vocals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something I read on on Wikipedia said that somebody had recorded bass for this, but it sure doesn't sound like it. Hmm. Maybe it's only certain songs on the album or something. But it just, it feels, I mean, it doesn't help that the recording is bad. It just feels, like I can can forgive a poor recording oftentimes, but it just, it sounds so thin, especially when he does a solo. You know, it sounds like anytime I'm at band practice, which and the bass player isn't there and like, you know, one person's noodling around while while I'm setting up or something like that. You know what I mean? It just sounds very thin. And yeah, it leaves me wanting a little more, but not in a good way. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, It leaves me wanting something else. Sure, sure, sure. I get that with the solo. The solo, not only does it like, is the production recording kind of meh on it, but also it's like. Wait, the, the solo is actually my favorite part of this song. Really? Yeah. Because See, I think the, the lo-fi recording aspect of it actually really works with what the song is up until the solo. The, the solo is just, it is so loud and it is so out of place. Right. It it, re- it reminds me of uh the like some Boris recordings, like the song you didn't really like on Boris. Yeah. The recording quality is they might have been in the same uh studio <laughs> possibly. What what well, was that with Mersbo or was no, that No, not the Mersbo song. The um a bit Sue. A bit Sue. Yeah, that's well that's the one that sounds like It just sounds like a rock song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo. Uh, let me see. I'm going to play this solo because it's my only timestamp for this song. Recorded on your mom's mini DV camera when you were standing closest to the lead guitar amp. Yeah, uh, it's so much louder than everything else. 
Though I, I kind of like it at the end, like the last half of the solo, I like better mm-hmm. than when it's like kind of getting going and you can hear, you like can hear the finger pressing down on the string. <laughs> like it's so, I don't know. Um, I don't know, Dan. I'm not sure why you gave me this song. Don't really get it. Don't like it. But uh, and boy, that's that's wild to me that the the solo is your favorite part. Um, I, I love it because go- it's so weird. Wow, he loves it. He said he loves it. Can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I love it because it's weird. I I guess if you're not into blues, most blues songs are going to be blues. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you get something weird, maybe that's good. We, we jumped right to the solo. There was a couple other things I wanted to talk about in this song, and I know you might be going, there's a couple other things in this song, because it is very much the same thing repeated over and over. Did you have anything you wanted to play? No, that was my only timestamp for this one. Okay. I, I like in the verses how it just starts with the guitar, and then then just the hi-hat comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like this very slow build. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, Wait, hold on. Use I your, didn't have my Use stick. your pencils. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> good. And then it gets into the chorus. So I, I just want to play that early part of the verse, and then the hi-hat comes in and gives it a little bit of drive. Okay. I won't get tired. Won't go astray. I hear her calling Then it gets into the course where he just says heavy soul a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. I also think at later in that course, uh, or later in the course, it I don't know if it actually does because I was like tapping along with it, but it feels like it speeds up for no reason. Hmm. Um, and I know like that happens in like Weezer songs, um, another great blues rock band. <laughs> yes, yes. But that does seem like something a early 2000s garage blues band would do is just... Also, boy, every time I watch Patrick Carney drum, I am waiting for him to fuck up. Like, he never does, but he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. That's the drummer of this band? Correct. Okay, okay. Why? Like, he's very good. I like him a lot. I even fucked around for a minute of putting my floor tom... Uh, to the left of me and fucking hated it. Hmm. Don't know how he ever did that. How come How come the drummer isn't the singer? Because it looks like he would be. How do you mean? He's taller. For the very first time I ever saw them perform was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't there in the building, but I watched them on TV. Oh, oh okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's the short guy that sings. Uh, for some reason, he doesn't. The drummer looks like that voice would come out of his mouth, not the other way around. Sure, I guess knowing who the singer has been for like fifteen years or whatever, it's hard for me to sure, sure. not know that. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I don't think that guy wants Patrick the drummer he wants to be like in the center of attention. Mm. Yeah, uh, at all. Yeah, he drums, did a lot of at least the early production. I don't know if he still produces their albums, but he did in the early days. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they recorded in his basement yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Um, I used to know a lot about the Black Keys, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, so that, that was just a little that was just a little appetizer, just a little taste of early okay. Black Keys Bef- with heavy Before soul. you introduce the next song, 
Mm-hmm. One more thing I would like to say is if sure. I were going to listen to blues like this, this kind of thing where it's like guitar, guitar, where it's words, guitar, guitar, where it's words, guitar, guitar, where it's words, and it's recorded really poorly and sounds kind of crappy, I would much rather listen to like something really, really old, like old original blues that sounds bad. But... uh, w- Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, why? That's just kind of what I... This... <sighs> I don't think it's sounding bad on purpose, which I think maybe they do a little bit later in their career when like we can afford to have better sounding amps, but we don't. Right. But yeah, I would just rather listen to something a little more classic or something like that if I were going if I wanted to listen to blues. Yeah. I I hear that. I mean, if if I thought that they were being like really like disingenuous or trying to fabricate mm-hmm. like, you know, what they think is like an old Delta blue sound. And I guess they're doing that to an, an extent, especially with the vocals. Yes. He wants the vocals to sound like crackly and gritty and all of that. And, and I guess I can, I have some patience for that. I, d- but I it was, definitely I, don't feel like this band is disingenuous or just trying to have a shtick. Or anything like like I've I can tell like by the live videos I watched and stuff like that and the, even the sound of the music they really like what they're doing and they're yeah. they're doing exactly what they want to do and I, I give them credit for that for sure. Okay, well at least at least we got to a base level of respect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it doesn't um, seem phoned in. It doesn't seem fake. Anything like that. You you know what? On that note. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to start a watch together. Oh, okay. I actually already have one open that I didn't send you a link to. I wasn't sure if we were going to need it. Please invite me I sure and then get the fuck out of there. Sure. So I can pull up something. We'll make sure this doesn't... Okay. Where are my text messages? There they are. And a one, two, three, paste, and go. There we go. Okay. I cannot see Watch Together, but I have sent you a link. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got to open that up, and then I got to click that, and then I got to click the link. Then I got to wait for it to load. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo. It is very fun to do that. Robin Toe! Cool blues guy. Watch together. Wait, why did you just say cool blues guy? Because that's your name. Okay, so you are in Watch Together. Well, I can see the bottom of it, but I can't see the video. Oh, okay. Um, all right, you can. I, I, it doesn't matter if you see this, actually. <laughs> Wait, are you playing Black Keys? Uh, kind of. <laughs> are, you, are you in there? Yeah. All right, so this is an interview they did with, like, some Chicago radio station while they were at Lollapalooza in, like, 07, 08, around mm-hmm. there. Okay. Um, so, actually, it, it was probably longer than that because I don't think Attack and Release had come up or come out yet, mm-hmm. and that was 07 or 08. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the only – the most recent album the interviewer talks about is Magic Potion – Mm-hmm. which comes out in 06, which we will talk about later in this episode. But uh, I, I want to give you a taste of their 
Uh, did you watch any interviews or anything other than live? One, I, I watched a bit of an interview, but it was just with the drummer. Okay. We'll we'll come back to this interview, but what we were talking about of like you know the gross word of like authenticity and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll play a couple things from from here. Let's see. That I guess. See how it goes. Yeah. Here comes another serious question, kind of. Okay. Okay. And that's uh, I mean, you guys being from Akron, but you really tap into uh, that southern sound, that southern blues sound. Um, what did you guys listen to to inspire you to get there? What what? How did you guys get turned on to that? I listen to mostly northern English bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Up well, to I'm this sure. point of the interview. <laughs> Uh, they've just been dicking around, uh-huh. not wanting to answer these questions. Um, so Patrick, the drummer in blue, they're wearing different shirts like to help us tell them apart like they <laughs> do in really sitcoms. Very um, colors. Yeah. Um, and then I think what w- finally we get Dan, the singer and guitarist, to feel like he has to say something. <laughs> okay. Well, I listened to blues music when I was learning how to play guitar. Yeah, that might be what you're hearing. I think that what <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Now, have you uh, you guys? Played That's all. all. He just says, "I I was listening to blues when I was learning to play guitar." That might be what you're hearing. <laughs> like, or like the very beginning of the episode, the guy's like, "So Chicago must hold like a special place in your heart because it has this like rich blues." history and all this stuff uh-huh. and they were just like we we love the like rich uh sausage history and we're talking <laughs> about like sandwiches and stuff like that like they just did not give a shit about you know what inspired you and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. but i mean l- like you were saying i i do think this music is important to them at least to dan yeah you know i mean obviously the blues really comes from the guitar even though I do think they think they look cool, I don't think that's why they chose to play blues. <laughs> sure, sure. All right, shall we get into the second song? Sure. Danny, Dante. this song is, uh, as you reminded me, this song is a cover. Mm-hmm. The first of two on this playlist, both covers of Junior Kimbrew. Mm-hmm. Um, a a blues artist who was relatively unknown until pretty late into his career. This song is on their 2002 album Thick Freakness. It's called Everywhere I Go. That might be accurate. But. I probably mistyped it. So before I knew this was a cover, I said uh, in my notes here, the main ref is very familiar sounding, but not that I've heard this song before, just that I've heard songs like this before. Uh, Like it's the intro of some sonar metal song. Uh, Makes me think of like Black Mountain or Elder or Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin, or any other blues thing. 
Interesting. It it just sounds very familiar. Like I I swear there's some stoner metal song out there that's just kind of like lightly noodling for a little bit and then gets super heavy. And that the songs that I like more on here, I always always want them to get heavy at some point. And I think that's my biggest issue is that they never do. They always stay like even when they get more, you know, quote unquote rocking, it's never like heavy. Yeah. And that's what I want. Like there's one riff, not on this song, but another song that is like almost getting there. Like it's a really sick, heavy sounding riff. Yeah. That's why I put that song on there. Assuming we're talking about the same thing. But yeah. 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 That, you know what? And that's just, you're just not going to get that from this music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it's just, it it stays kind of where it's at. It kind of stays in that pocket in a groove. Mm -hmm. I really like heavy music too, but like every once in a while I do feel like, Oh, I want to rip off, you know, a half hour of this type of vibe or whatever. Yeah. 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 With, with Dante's permission, everybody, I was not a bad boy. Uh, I did get permission to listen to the original version of this song and the other cover as well. Um, so I did that. I like the original version more. Interesting. Yeah. I, I The recording sounds better somehow. The drums on the original version I actually like a lot. I mean, kind of on on all these songs, but this one is the one I really kind of noticed that he's just kind of playing one riff for like five minutes with like little variations here and there. There's no like chorus proper or anything like that. It's just kind of five minutes of him doing the one little riff with noodles. But I like the noodles. As he's holding what looks to be chopsticks. (laughs) I like the noodles. I want to get them with these little drumsticks here. That had to have been like an 80s guitar album cover of like <laughs> someone holding chopsticks as a, yeah. get it, get it, I noodle. Uh-huh. Like uh, Trey Anastasio holding chopsticks <laughs> with like sushi in them. Get yes. it? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm in fish and I noodle. <laughs> My own one and only timestamp for this song is at 116, though. Okay. Ready? Yes, sir. Uh, just one example of the little noodles uh, that he gets into. They never last long enough. They're not long noodles. They're real short noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they were more like, you know, a good-sized spaghetti or something like mm-hmm. that. But they're it's more like, you know, your mac and cheese kind of pasta noodle. Sure. <laughs> it's an elbow mac, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, there's that that noodle, you know, noodling around a little bit, and then he gets back into the main the main kind of riff or you know part or whatever it's called, uh, and it's it's good. Like it, it's a a good sounding guitar part. It's finger picked, so which means I probably couldn't play it. Uh, but just at some point, I want him to hit a fuzz pedal and play a power chord for me. Yeah, uh, normally I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I can really because this song's what like five twenty or yeah, just a little over five minutes. I can really just get lost in the vibe, the the, the groove of this song, and yeah, the the mm-hmm. riff is very repetitive. It's kind of cyclical, like it kind of like self propels itself mm-hmm. throughout the song. I never get bored of it. I can just like live in that for a while, kind of the same way when we've talked about some more atmospheric or like post-rocky type songs. And even though this the sound of this is is different, it, it gives me that same type of feeling. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what what band was it that I gave you where you were like, I finally get it. I get what it is to vibe out now. Yezu. Was it Yezu? Yezu was the first one that I was like just kind of getting lost in vibing a little bit on unrequited as well but i think yezu was the first one that i was like i really want to listen to this and just vibe out and i could say the same for this as well uh, a lot of the time my problem with some of the bands we talk about is if i were just listening to this on my own without sitting down and listening and wanting to pick it apart I would be fine with it and I would be, you know, just kind of stuck in that groove and just kind of, you know, bobbing my head like this for, for, you know, five and a half minutes or whatever it is. But when I pay attention, I don't like it as much. Well, I wonder if you're doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> if, if, I'm not see, supposed ma- to pay attention. This podcast is doing us a disservice. Sometimes. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Cause we have to, come to the table with something to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's hard to talk about. Yeah. I just had it in the background and barely listened to it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I, I, I get it. Um, it's kind of a bummer cause I, I really like this song. Like Mm -hmm. where heavy soul was like, Oh, I guess this is like a decent starter song. I genuinely really like everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have one timestamp, that I want to play. Oh, for, I guess first I want to say, and I'm not even going to play anything with lyrics. I really like his voice in this song. Um, mm-hmm. That's all. I, I think it's really good. <laughs> I, I think he does Junior Kimbrew a service. Uh, I'm not saying he elevates what Junior Kimbrew was doing or like does it better, but I don't think he's like, it's like, oh my God, you really <laughs> sullied the good yeah. name of Junior Kimbrew. Yeah. But uh, this when, is at Yeah, three, when I said I didn't, I liked the... Uh, Kimbrew version better. That doesn't mean that I think this version sucks or anything like that. I think they do it fine. I was actually a little surprised at how much better it sounded or how much groovier it sounded than the Black Keys version. Hmm. Uh, well, we will keep that in mind uh, and pick up this conversation two songs from now. Okay. Uh, the, the part I want to play is at 318. It's kind of like you did. It's maybe the the lick 
or whatever that sticks mm-hmm. out to me the most when it, then it cycles back into the riff. He kind of goes into this little like high bends or something and then yeah. gets gets back into it and I uh think it is good. <laughs> One thing I really like about after those high notes and it gets back into the main groove is mm-hmm. it sounds I he it, it is finger picked and there's often in like an open bass note being played with the yes. thumb while he's picking a lick with his fingers and I think it starts with my guess it starts with kind of like an octave where where both notes are you know either probably an E but who knows there's no way to know nope and and it sound it almost sounds like the guitar's being overdubbed. It just gives it a little more mm-hmm. heft to sure, it. Sure, and sure. uh it's cool. Yeah. I agree. I can't I, I don't play blues guitar, nor do I really care to, um, but it's cool. I bet it is really fun to play. I bet it's really fun to uh just noodle over. And if I were uh, at a band practice and somebody started playing that I could see, because that'll happen sometimes at, at practice, is my, the other guitarist in my band, he's really good at just like coming up with a short little thing like that that is very easy to just repeat and play over and over and over again. And we could fuck around for just like eight minutes to 10 minutes or something like that and just noodle around and dick around for a while. I bet it's really fun to play, but I'll never learn how. Because it's finger picked and that's too hard. You never got into like any cool because you never played acoustic really. And I, I think never got you, into acoustic guitar. I never got that into folky stuff. When yeah. it, when when I played bass in the Huey Lewis and the News Band, that was all fingers. <laughs> fingers McGee over here. But uh, yeah, doing guitar. Uh-uh. The next song off 2004's, and I'm pretty sure I got that right. 2004's. I think so. Rubber Factory. Mm-hmm. I hardly know her factory. <laughs> the song is Stack Shot Billy. This song was made of rubber, so it would bounce away. I had a feeling this might be your least favorite song because it's it. It might. So you said "Heavy Soul" uh, is the easiest to like, sort of mock with your mouth riffing. Mm-hmm. It might be this one though. This one is 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 right up there. Especially I watched a live video of this one, and I was just like, it's a little too stereotypical blues. It's it it's that like classic like. It has a blues narrative. It tells you a little story. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts. The, the, I forgot the title that it started. Is the, with, is the name of somebody? Now, see, I think that's kind of cool. Like, uh, it's like a re- it's a true story, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, did you read about like no. what it, the song's about? So, uh, Stack, 
is a guy named Lee Shelton. Okay. Uh, who in like the late 1800s apparently was, and this is from genius lyrics, so who knows, <laughs> was uh, a pimp. And he, Billy Lyons, uh, who I guess was his friend and maybe another pimp, I don't know. Uh, Billy Lyons was his friend, but Billy stole Stack's hat hmm. and therefore sealed his fate. Okay. And I, I think it was like shot on a, uh, a ship. A boat. Oh. And I imagine like one of those big boats with like the... Sure, sure. Like what are those called? Like like it's like I get a riverboat? Is that what that is? Oh, or, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the... like the uh, Oh, what's the one in Sacramento? The Queen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. River Queen, Riverboat Queen. Th- they have those like big like... That's what... Delta Queen. That's for sure a blues band. <laughs> From Sacramento. Um, That's funny. Stack shot Billy. I thought stack shot was like a type of way of shooting a gun, and and Billy was his nickname was stack shot Billy, not stack shot Billy. Oh, got so like oh shit, Billy stack stack just shot Billy. Right, that's what it's supposed to be. You thought stack shot was like Billy's yeah, like here comes stack shot Billy. Stack shot. I mean, but yeah, I don't know how much you were paying attention to lyrics, but it's like stack shot Billy in the back of the head. Yeah, I I didn't know what he was saying. I knew he was saying stack shot Billy a lot. Yes. Uh, 45. It's fucking Zappa's version. (laughs) Um, uh, God, I, if you ever gave me Frank Zappa, I've I would never listened leave. to Frank Zappa before. I've got three timestamps, though. All right, sir. First one is at one off. minute. Okay. get that they're going for like a classic old sounding blues but could you use like anything better than a boombox to record this is insane to it me. sounds like, like ass i think it sounds exactly how it's supposed to sound maybe maybe it's supposed to sound like ass <laughs> um it's so weird because fucking was uh was Rick Rubin producing 90 pound wuss? <laughs> I mean there's plenty of stuff I listen to where the recording sounds terrible. The first Coheed and Cambria album. We talked about it for like 2 hours. So good. It's not a good sounding album. Uh, I love it. This this album probably doesn't sound very good either. It everything just sounds so bad. It sounds like uh, the recordings my high school band made with my little red cassette player that we had put uh, very strategically somewhere to where it sounded the best and recorded over. Uh, I regrettably recorded over my Green Day Dookie tape. <laughs> now, did you, was that like the store-bought Green Day Dookie yes. tape? Yes, I put tape wow. over the holes so that I could record over it. 
because I was too punk for Green Day. Too punk for dunk. Yeah. See, the, uh, boy, I knew there was going to be a lot of objections. Mm-hmm. This doesn't sound good enough was not one that I had it, envisioned. It doesn't sound bad in the right way. Huh. All right, look, it's one of those things where you feel how you feel, uh-huh. and you're not wrong for that. Uh, I'm good at this because at these conversations because I have a girlfriend now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just surprised. I I thought you would be like, oh, I don't like blues. It, this is too repetitive, or the two piece sounds sparse. But I'm I'm surprised that the recording quality because I think that. God, this is so snobby, but like I think that adds some credence to <laughs> to their sound. Sure. Yeah, my my two biggest hang-ups with this band is uh dude's voice. Uh Oh, three, we haven't even gotten to that. Three yet. biggest hang-ups. I I'm, I'm just not a fan of his voice just kind of in general. I don't even I don't really have any timestamps regarding his voice. I'm just not a big fan of it. He's the drummer isn't the singer. That's my one of my other hang-ups. That okay. <laughs> That's just because you like assumed something 20 years ago yeah, and now yeah. you're going to penalize him for that. <laughs> and and the recording quality just isn't I don't I can't say it's like not good enough because there like I said three or four times now there's plenty of bands that sound like shit that I like. But there's something about this this song and the first song in particular. Like the the riffs are are cool. I could listen to those. The guitar playing is good. I can listen to that. The drumming is actually really good. I think the drummer is is pretty solid. I'm I don't know what to say. I well I'll give you a second you, to think about it because our pizza's here. Oh, our pizza. Awesome. <laughs> I'll be right back and I'll get I'll send you a slice. Okay. One hour later. <sighs> anyway. You okay? You're right there? I'm all right. I went pee. Uh-huh. I got the kids their pizza. And now I'm gonna play a timestamp. Is it after 118? Yes. Well, I'm gonna play one first then. Okay. Then. The best part of this song. Uh the Ride and hi-hat work. I thought it was just just ride, uh, but then I watched that the video I sent you of them on Letterman, and he's doing the ride and the hi-hat at the same time in a very fun rhythmic pattern. I think he's a really good drummer. <clears throat> I mean, I, he, 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 he isn't, he isn't. I yeah, would say. He works really well for the band. Absolutely. He's very cool. Uh, he's cooler than the singer. Agreed. And not just because he's taller. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I don't think he ever took any fucking drum lessons. I think he just really liked music, got drums yeah. in his basement and kind of tried to figure it out. And that's kind of what makes him a good and bad drummer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, he doesn't have any technique. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, by the same token, he's also not bound to whatever rules you might learn yeah. if you take lessons or 
whatever. Yeah, we, we've um, said it many times before, maybe not in this many words or whatever, but I would much rather have a bad drummer that works really well for the band over a proficient drummer that does things correctly. Hey, man. Same thing with guitar. If you ever need a bad drummer, you come to me like second or third. I should not be your first choice <laughs> for a bad drummer. There's better bad drummers than me. Uh-huh. But, man, if they all fall through, yeah? okay. you come knocking on this guy's door. Okay. What are you eating over there? A different version of pork chunks. Oh. My mom, bless her heart, Aww. part of my Christmas stocking, I believe, my mom just kind of gave us bags. Like, we got a stocking and just, like, these, like, big, like, tote bags because <laughs> she didn't want to wrap stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very cool. cool. It was, I loved it. Uh, it's birthday cake Atkins bars. Oh. Which are very, and the the Atkins bar I like, vanilla pecan, mm-hmm. I think, already tastes like cake batter. Mm-hmm. The birthday kick one, also a home run. So good. Cool. Good job, um, Mom. Yeah, good job, Mom. Oh, yes. We were talking about drums, yeah. and now I'm going to play 134. Cool. I actually do like this part because of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. This is Stack, who is the murderer of Billy. Correct. This is Stack uh, accepting his condemnation. Okay, I'm going to count in your, your timestamp. Okay, you ready? Sure. Stack got quiet as the shadows fell. Uh, what's the fucking rest of it? <laughs> Knew soon enough he'd burn in hell. Ooh. I don't think that's just a cool yeah, line. That is a good line. Um, I I like the idea of people like accepting that, like their soul is mm-hmm. done for. Mm-hmm. I don't know something about that. I think is cool. And then the last part I wanted to play is the solo. You-, you you surprised me with the early solo in. Heavy soul. Mm -hmm. Let's see how you feel about this at 159. And for the listeners at home, Danny is drumming away, um, hitting his snare every time the song hits the kick drum, which is fun. It's a delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Danny, how do we like solos that are the vocal melody? So long as they don't have a wah pedal, fine with me. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, my they last really... timestamp, 201, no wah, please. Not a fan of wah. The solo is fine. Fair. I mean, it's whatever. You're you're playing the. I wish you would have come up with something more, a little more creative. But what you played is just fine. What off the top of your head? What is the most famous solo that is just the vocal melody? Um, I don't know. Probably something John Mayer played. <laughs> oh, speaking of blues legends. <laughs> Ugh. 
Gross. Yeah, just uh, file him under. I'm going to be a fucking amazing virtuoso at my instrument. Mm-hmm. Play, be in the like top point zero 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 one percent of all guitarists, and just play the most boring <laughs> music. <laughs> God. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's stack shot, Billy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I'm glad you watched the Letterman. I think we might watch a. We might be bad boys after we get through the playlist and watch a sixth song Ooh, on Letterman. Okay, it's fun for a couple of reasons. I, I think the performance is good, and also Letterman's like when Letterman likes something, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. He probably asks Patrick where he got those drums if they are indeed his. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the fourth song mm-hmm. in the playlist. Another Junior Kimbrew cover off of 2006's album of Junior Kimbrew covers, Chulahoma. It is Meet Me in the City. I think mine too. Yeah, it's really good. In fact, they uh, they either got someone else to record, they got better recording equipment, or they learned what they were doing because uh, the recording of this sounds very good. I absolutely love the tremolo guitar. It sounds so much fuller. I don't. I couldn't tell if there was bass. I don't think there is any bass. But they added that tremolo, and oh, it just makes it sound so lush and purdy. Lush, wow. Uh, you and your four-letter words. <laughs> Let me tell you, I read uh, you know a quarter of a comic book, so you know, getting smarter. What in in that book does like the character Claudia go like? I want to rip your lush heart out of your whore chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like damning with faint praise to say this to to say that my favorite Black Keys song is a cover, but th- this song they did it really well. I like, I liked so the last cover I liked the original version better. This cover I like this version better. Okay, I think they there we go. It. Um, I feel the same way about this song. I, I like their version better. It makes me feel so. Hard. It makes uh, me feel. Wait, no, yeah, that's the song I'm thinking of. Never mind. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> it and I interest blues man, blues man. <laughs> Is it out of your system? I hope it's not. I hope there's more. But. I don't think I know any more words. Like period, not of that song, <laughs> yeah. but like. <laughs> Between, um, between that song and, and the word lush, I'm out. How do you feel about Dan's vocals in this song? Because his vocals, along with the guitar, I mean, along with everything, just I should say the music, uh, but I, I do believe his vocals play a big part into why I feel so strongly about this song. My third note for this song, I even like his singing more on this one. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. I I think... I didn't know this was tremolo guitar, by the way, so you, you've learned me a couple things hey. about the Black Keys, which I appreciate. I, I have this like very stupid pseudo-music philosophy thing that I want to test out on you. Okay. 
I think maybe some people are just like susceptible to certain keys or notes or sonic elements, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And like this song has all of those things that I'm more like sensitive to in a very good way. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it, oh, if you put something in like, you know, the key of D, I'm going to be more likely to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I love this song and it's a song where I will listen to multiple times in a row and then also be like, I can't listen to this anymore because I am uh, feeling too yeah, much and yeah. we don't like that. Oh. And this is also something I'm aware of thanks to having a girlfriend. <laughs> also, my mom really likes this whole album, I will oh. say, which is nice. Shout out, mom. Thanks for the pork chunks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I only have two timestamps for this, but going back to his vocals, mm -hmm. one thing I generally don't like in music, but I think it's best suited for blues, like I think it works best in the blues genre. I agree with what is you're when, going to say. Okay, interesting. Um, is when the vocals match the music's melody. Mm -hmm. I typically think it's like lazy, mm -hmm. Or it's really hard to write vocal melodies, especially if you're a, guitar a guitarist playing another melody. The easiest thing to do is to sing over that same melody or chord progression. Yeah. Blue singers often sing right over the guitar line. Mm -hmm. And I think it works so beautifully in this It song. does. That is my fourth note. I like that the guitar is following his vocals. Look at us. I know. God, I want to hug you right now. Aww. Remember um, when we so did let's, hug? That was cool. Yeah. Oh, man. So this is at 126, and this is an example of the that vocal thing we were talking about. And are you going to keep tapping? Hmm? What? I'm getting goosebumps just getting into that part. Uh, yeah. Oh. Was that like, where'd you stop it? Like 140-ish? 141. Yeah. Yeah. That's my next timestamp. Ooh. That Ooh. little lead in to the solo. Oh. Yeah. This song is good, man. It's because it's, it's bluesy, but it's, it also has a bit of like a folk tinge to it, too. Sure. And it, it doesn't sound like it was recorded with farts uh as as instruments i don't fucking know anyway let's keep playing that i want to hear that solo okay i, I will scrub back just a couple Thank seconds I played through to 214 because 157 was my next timestamp, and it just said, drums! And uh, then that line, you got me where you want me, baby, and I just, I, I really think he can sell that type of 
soulful blues singing. Yeah. yeah. He, I don't know if I would say he's fly, but he's pretty something for a white mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. when it comes to being a blues musician. But man, the drums, like when it comes out of that solo, it's like the, the Tom Heavy yeah, part. Yeah. But even during the solo, it's it's the simplest thing. But like you said, he is he is right. His drums are right for the song. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the hi-hat is just open enough to sound like kind of like this broken glass that I like. Is Lhasa having a good time or a bad time that out there? That was a bad time, Han. But Han's on the case. <laughs> Yay! So, detective Han. We'll need to get up in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> you So Han's the detective, and you are... What's the thing in detective shows that they never like? The people they never like that also work in them? Yeah. It's like, like, like uh, internal affairs. Oh. Is that it? I was going to say like the sergeant or something, but... No, I think it's eternal affairs that are supposed to like keep an eye and making sure cops aren't crossing the lines and shit. That's your job. (laughs) Did he do a legal search? I think he did. He's back in his room now, though, so. Okay. Anyway, yeah, uh, audience, you heard the drums. You know why they're good. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to do things like... I don't have to do that. And Danny doesn't have to pick up his sticks and go... Ugh, I'm so bad. You, no, that's that's the song. You did it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that song. Uh, do you have more timestamps for I this don't. song? The solo was my last one. It's great. It's pretty. It's pretty. I, I just love a nice, clean tremolo strum through. That caddy Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. What? Tremolo is like the hummingbird kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you said earlier too? Yeah. That you liked the tremolo guitar? Yeah. I heard fucking um What is it? God damn it. What's the other T word guitar? Uh t- not trombone. <laughs> Treble? Uh, no. No. T- We're gonna get the Tremolo <laughs> fucking it's it's a guitar that is i think i'm just thinking of baritone Bar- like a fucking idiot tone yes Ter- yeah Teratone. <laughs> oh god all right and we'll pick it up in three two one and yeah so I'm, I'm glad you love that song or at least like that song uh it's, it's definitely my favorite there's another song on that album called my mind is rambling mm-hmm. that's very good uh, I feel like if you like me, like meet me in the city, you would like mm-hmm. my mind is rambling. I think my mind is rambling is probably the most popular song, but this one just ooh, buddy, yeah. it speaks to me. It's quite pretty, very pretty. And so now, Danny, mm-hmm. as we enter our final song, I believe we're gonna get into your riff that almost gets heavy, almost, oh, so close. But that is why I put it in here. Uh-huh. Because uh, of its perceived heaviness, but I understand where you would feel like it falls just short. Off of 2006's, uh, in my opinion, their best album, oh, Magic Potion. Interesting. It is Strange Desire.
got a strange desire for, for some uh, thick, heavy riffs. Yeah. Thick freakness riffs. <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about that, but uh, that's a pretty good name for an album. Yeah, yeah, it is. How do you feel about that album cover? Not a fan. It's weird. Okay. Makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. You were the big finger guy you were telling us. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, this is my favorite Black Keys album, non-Junior Kimbrew division. Uh-huh. This whole album is just riffs and hooks nonstop, but not in a way that like, I feel like later on they were maybe trying to get big or maybe they were just tired of doing two person lower five blues rock albums, mm-hmm. which maybe five albums is enough of that. I get <laughs> sure, it. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't get it. I've never done it, <laughs> but uh, I, I could understand, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Um, but yeah, th- this this has riffs and is and is hooky, but in a not pardon me for saying this, uh, not in a like we want to be famous sell out sort of sure way. sure sure. I'm gonna go ahead and play the riff. Yeah, play the riff, baby. Okay. I will say the live footage that I watched of them playing this song, it sounds pretty fucking heavy live. Yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Huh. Funny story that I totally forgot about until now. Um, I was in Chicago. Oh. The Windy City. New Year's. Like, it was for... I got there maybe, like, December 29th and stayed there till like, January fourth or something like that uh-huh. you know when you want to go to chicago yeah, yeah so cold uh up to that point in my life the coldest i've ever experienced it was just like the air was slicing through your face uh-huh. and i bought tickets while i was there to see the black keys i bought two tickets because i was going to go with this girl i was seeing at the time mm-hmm. she was the reason i was in chicago mm-hmm. uh we met because she saw me in uh 17 magazine Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how you do. Uh-huh. That, um, that article about Stone Ghosts that was in Seventeen Magazine? I, You know what? I don't need to explain this any further. I will just say that uh, that is, it is true how we met. What? So anyway, so I bought these tickets without, like, talking to her about it. And then I said... I was like, hey, I got these tickets for the Black Keys. And I think this is, did I say what year? I think it was like no. 08, maybe? 08, 09, something like that. 08 into 09. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I remember telling her that I got these tickets, and I don't know that she seemed super excited about it. So then, without telling her, I sold one of the tickets on Craigslist. Oh. And then she was like, well, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, it didn't seem like you wanted to go. I'll go and we'll have a good New Year's Eve or whatever. Mm. Anyway, I'm walking to the like L station to that's like the train there and to like to get to whatever the venue is. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized I don't have my ticket. (laughs) And so I don't know where it went. I don't know if I dropped it along the way. Uh 
if like she like took it out of my pocket because she didn't want me to go and <laughs> yeah. like shredded it. I don't know what I spent a long time walking up and down this street uh, by in uh, Lincoln Park, I believe is what the neighborhood is called. Trying to find this ticket and didn't. And so, no, I never saw them. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I just drank like a bottle of whiskey and hung out with her and her stupid fucking friends. Uh, yeah, that riff's good. And then I have one more timestamp. Real quick, though, you said that riff sounded heavier live. Yes. I feel like they improve upon their songs quite a bit when they play live. Mm. Uh, the title track off Thick Freakness, the name escapes me. Um, Did you just say escapes the, you? Yeah, f- I fucked up that too and was hoping. Again? Yeah. <clears throat> so the title track to Thick Freakness, the name escapes me. Better. They they play it a lot faster live. Oh, yeah. And I think I heard the live version first. Mm-hmm. And then when I listened to it on the record, it was like, oh, this is like, it just felt much slower yeah, and more yeah, plotting. Yeah. Um, anyway, n- yep. What's your next timestamp? Uh, two minutes and 30 seconds. Okie dokie. Let me get my phone. I got my phone. <laughs> Gonna play a clip. Danny's making a point. I'm not. I'm actually not making a point. I like that whole part. I like how like quiet and subdued it is. Um, but do you think maybe this is why? Because he's short and he's got maybe smaller hands. Do you think maybe he just doesn't know how to play a power chord? The hardest of all chords. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. Yeah. I just i. I, I really like that part. I, I really like how mellow it is. It's very jammy. I think it's good. But I just want it to fucking explode all over. I'm happy. I'm a little surprised. I thought, because that whole like spacey bridge piece is like a minute plus. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought you might be like, oh, let's get no, to it. Just no. get back to the riff. Because it is, it's interesting. It's subtle enough to be interesting. This isn't fucking Caius, where it's just like, fuck, that sounds so How good. Hold on, I gotta do. <laughs> That's my Caius impersonation. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's getting better. I'll say God, that. That band sucks. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, it is so much more interesting. I the tone is better than Caius. The I like that it's getting, you know, he's holding it out, it's sustaining out, and then the feedback starts to come in and then he starts playing again. It's done really well. And the recording quality is better. 
Yeah, big I, recording it, snob. I'm apparently a big recording snob. I don't know. These last two songs just sound so much better. I got one more. Sorry, we're we're coming down the home stretch here. We're. I did have some pork chunks, but overall, I haven't eaten much today. So, here we go. Uh, this is three thirty-two. It's just when the second guitar comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just adds a little texture, a little flavor. That's so cool um, that he can play two guitars at once, too. It's, yeah, you. But still, can't do a power chord. Yeah, still can't do a power chord. Four hands, no power chords. <laughs> um. So I'm curious what you feel about this because it does add some texture and some dynamics, if you will, to it. But it's also it can seem a little sporadic or unfocused. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Danny thinks about this. Okay. It would be better if there were some cool power chords behind it going and like playing the riff every once in a while too. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I get where you're coming from with it being kind of sporadic and very loose. But I mean, I feel like that's kind of a blues thing. Yeah, uh, no, I li- I like it. Um, I, can I just don't know see why I have to, to have to make you like this song that you gave me. You, I mean, I don't even like blues, and you seem to not understand that blues is a very loose kind of genre. It's yeah. Well, the phrase is, "Oh, this song's a little bluesy, bluesy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why it's blues clues. Good job. Thank you. Blues Clues, for whatever reason, came up a couple times on the road trip. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. All right. (laughs) Another another instance of, uh, boy, they really know how to make, like, proper use of a notebook. Yeah, yeah. I do not. (laughs) If If you got a notebook, you wouldn't have any clues to put in it. No, I don't have a clue or whatever. I am so tired and hungry. <laughs> There's a hockey game I put a wager on that's in the third period, and that is starting to take some of my focus. Uh-huh. Uh, God, I really thought the Maple Leafs would be able to pound the Oilers tonight without McDavid, but here we are. Do you remember that time? Uh, I believe it was a MySpace post, or maybe we were talking about it in person. No, uh, then I, but, I don't remember any MySpace posts. But uh, you were analyzing the Postal Service song where he talks about uh, the goalie tending the net in the third. Oh, in the third. Yes. Yeah. What sport? What sport is he talking about? Because it's not <laughs> hockey. It is not soccer. Possibly lacrosse. I don't know how those games are 
like structured if it's four quarters, two halves, what have you. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that. Kind of yeah. every time I hear that song now, which is not often, but when I do hear it, I think about your little rant on, on MySpace and it was funny. Because what's the one? A goalie tending the net in the third quarter? Third quarter the of goalie. a tie game rivalry, yeah. Of a, yes, of a tie game, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't know what the fuck Ben Gibbard is talking about. Um, I don't think he does either. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. It would be like me trying to write a sports reference into some lyrics. Well, why the fuck then is he trying to do a, a sports <laughs> analogy? Um, what song is that? Uh, Postal service. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll type in goal attending the net. I'll see if I can find the genius. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Here we go. Okay. Buzzfeed. You wrote for Buzzfeed? Hold on, load you motherfucker! Magazine? I did not write for Seventeen Magazine. I'm trying to figure this out. Okay, from August 27th, 2015. What the hell sport is the Postal Service singing about in that one song? <laughs> That's the headline. Turns out there are not very many sports where a goalie would tend the net in the third quarter of a tie game rivalry. Uh, let's see. It's the song Nothing Better. Mm-hmm. I can accept that it's over and I will block the door like a goalie tending the net in the third quarter of a tied game rivalry. Uh, what the hell sport is he referring to? The sport is not hockey. The sport is not soccer. Handball has two periods <laughs> and has matches and not games. Polo has goals, but no goaltenders or nets. Uh, Shinty. What the fuck is Shinty? Bandy. Water polo has four sessions of play, but they're called periods. Uh, is there a conclusion here? (laughs) I haven't seen anything about lacrosse. Bing Gibbard. Which, oh, which leaves us, of course, finally with lacrosse. Lacrosse has goaltenders, goals with nets, and four quarters. Oh, but why did Ben Gibbard choose such a dumb, douchey sport to sing about in this otherwise sweet and poignant song? That is another mystery for another time, but at the very least, we can finally put the devilish problem behind us and begin slowly to pick up the pieces and move on with our lives. All right. Okay, so I, I apparently what I'm learning is I could have had a career writing for BuzzFeed. I know. Instead, you um, chose 17 to put your ad in the back of. Yeah, I was in the 17 classifieds. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, <laughs> all right, Danny, let's wrap this up. Okay. I had a, uh, a hate-love-hate relationship with this playlist. No. A dislike-love-dislike. You had a love-spit-love. Love-spit-love. There we go. Love-spit-love relationship with this playlist. If I wasn't paying attention, again, this is going to be one of those kind of bands where I like them more when I'm not really paying much attention. Uh, If I'm thinking about it critically, there's quite a few things. I don't know if I'd be able to listen to a full album of the poorly recorded albums. I might actually, especially since Amanda is is a pretty big fan of a couple of their albums anyway, Cholula Homa, I might give a try, Magic Potion. Might give a try, and we're taking a, a road trip soon. A very Where short are you headed? road trip. We're going to Boulder City, Nevada. 
Boo. Yeah. How how many nights is it a one day drive? Yeah, we drive there in a day, pretty much I all day. Call that a wouldn't call that a road trip. Uh, we're staying overnight. Yeah, it's not a road trip though. But we're gonna a road be in the car like, all day. Yeah, but there's like most multiple destinations. If it's just going there and back, and it's like one day there and one day back, not a road trip. I have a new BuzzFeed article to pitch. <laughs> uh, Definition of road trip. Anyway, I was thinking a lot about this rating because I I don't feel uh, confident going below 3.0. What did I give? Hold on. Could have done this while I was thinking about that, but, you know, rather do it on mic. Yeah, yeah, Give me yeah. more things to edit, you know? <laughs> what did I you give? You get bored easily. That band Caius. I gave them a two. Seems high. Gave Run the Jewels a three. I'm probably more likely to listen to the Black Keys. Funeral for a fr- I can't believe I gave Funeral for a Friend a three. That's too low. Did you amend them in your I did not. end well, of the year? Yeah. Let's see. Who well, I mean, that? we only had so many opportunities to do that. I amended Third Eye Blind. <laughs> I bumped them up to from a 2.5 to a 3.1. Wow. Fuck. I don't know. I'll give them a 3. 3.01. Okay. Okie doke. Okay. okay. Um, hey, let, let's hop back into that watch together. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm still in there. Okay. So I, I think in a couple... I went back to the beginning of the interview, and pretty quickly he just asked them how they like... Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza, what do they think of the festival so mm-hmm. far? Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy their answer. He seemed in pretty good uh, spirits, so that was good. And it's great to have you guys here. So uh, tell us, uh, what do you think of this Lollapalooza? Since you asked me about it, what do you think? Um, we don't know yet. We like it, though, we think. We I find it slightly stupid. <laughs> slightly stupid? No, yeah. just, was that the band you saw? That's the band we, we were subjected to as we were walking. <laughs> I think, we think it's about to get good, though. But you are in Chicago. Which yeah. is pretty, uh, pretty harsh words for whatever the fuck type of band Slightly Stupid is. They're like... Uh, no, I mean, I know what they are, but... They're like Sublime. Yeah, they stink. Yeah. I like Sublime. Sublime sucks. No, I like suck. Sublime. They're bad. I like them. Uh, and, and, and he was a bad guy. Was he? I think so. Yeah, probably. And, uh, Most guys are bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, we think it's about to get good though. Like I, that must happen less and less with bands talking shit about each other. <laughs> sure, sure. And also maybe when you're a small band, like they were at the time, it's yeah. easier to do that. But, uh, I, I appreciate that he's, if you read interviews with Patrick Carney, he gets pretty real about like the state of the industry and, oh. you know, certain bands just sucking shit. Huh. Um, all right, let me, uh, let me go forward a little bit. To about three thirty, thereabouts. Okay, here we go. It's a good record to put on a boom You know box. what I think it is? I think it's when people interview us, we don't ever say anything of importance. Are you? Nah, so they decide to make stuff up. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we have a, uh, we have a uh, anxiety of taking ourselves seriously during interviews. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We also we have a secret desire to be like morning zoo hosts. Yeah? So, what would that sound like? A lot like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And later <laughs> on, uh, the drummer Patrick Carney says he thinks Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond is the worst actor in the world. <laughs> Uh, and also that Bob Saget is not funny at all. Okay. Um, so they get into some hard hitting topics. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, the, yeah, just today I was like, holy fuck. I wonder if that interview is still on YouTube. Cause I remembered it from so long ago and uh-huh. just how uncomfortable it was because <laughs> the, the first two minutes of the interview is just the guy being like, so blues, blues, you're white, but blues. Right. And like, he doesn't actually say that, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the subtext. Um, and they're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, Danny, I have to give you a band. Is that correct? Uh, unless you want to watch the Letterman thing like you promised me. Oh, yeah, bud. I'm, I'm glad you reminded me. You break me... promises. All right. You got time for a three-minute song? Of course I do. Wait, is it by the Black Keys? Who? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And search and hit enter and hit play. And we're going. All right. Our next guests are a uh, rock and roll duo from Akron, Ohio, and uh, their new album is entitled Attack and Release in this giant super CD format. (laughs) Please welcome back the Black Keys. Oh, Letterman. That's why you're a comedian. We miss you. Singer Dan, uh, if he has long hair and a beard, fine, I'll accept it. Just long hair, doesn't look good. Don't do it. Oh sure, he he looks a little strange when he shaves. Yeah, yeah. But short hair, no beard, that's fine too. But if he's gonna have long hair, he better have a beard. All rock and roll. Stars need to come to Danny for That's true. style advice. That's true. Yeah. Also, if he would uh, come to me for some advice, I'd tell him to get behind that drum kit. Where you belong. Where he belongs. <laughs> How do you feel about the same riff for verse and chorus? I love... Like it when bands do that and uh, you don't notice. Okay. Um, trying to think any of the songs that you gave me that did that, but I don't. No, think but they this did. song kind of does. Yeah. Like this isn't the same, but it gets big and then it gets quiet. Uh-huh. The same riff. Then it gets real quiet. Ooh. So he has a floor tom to his left? Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's weird. There's no floor tom on his right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I tried Maybe it for like a, a day. I will say this was fun to play live. Oh, did you play this one? 
most shows probably. <laughs> we didn't have many songs, especially to start. If you played it at the time, the one time I saw you, saw you I probably oh, you would saw have saw, it. thought it was original. So, yeah. Oh, we didn't tell anyone they were covers. <laughs> I knew when you did that, you did part of a Pixies song. Yeah, we did part of Where's My Mind. Yeah. <laughs> when when uh, Evan started playing that little lead, I went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he looked over at me and was like, was like what the Is fuck? Danny making fun of me? I was not. I was legitimately stoked. Hey, there's some chords for you. Oh, we did it. Good job, He didn't learn them until... It wasn't until 2008 that he learned how to play power chord, huh? Is that when the album came out? Thank you very much. I think so. The Black Keys, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not there, Paul. Unbelievable. That's what I'm talking about. We'll see you tomorrow night, everybody. Unbelievable! Um, so yeah, that was their their big single for their follow up album. Okay. What'd you think of "I Got Mine"? Well, that was alright. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Danny, next time I punish you with the band, yes. I fucked something up. I cannot hear myself at all, and I don't know why. I can hear you. Uh, okay, good. Did it sound like I was really yelling during the? It always does. <laughs> <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> um, the next band I give you will have no yelling. Oh. Whispers? No whispers, just nice singing. Just good singing, good melodies, fun lyrics, fun okay. music. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, because I don't think you are going to know anything else about it. Ooh. We'll see. I'm giving you Fan Club Wallet. Fan Club Wallet. Goodbye, everyone. Hmm. Goodbye, folks. Sprank. Stack shot Billy. Wee do we do we Billy laid down down bad. Oh God, Billy, no, Billy, why? What have I done? Oh, my name's Stack.